Shit. Life in plastic. It's fantastic. And that's why you have to make a movie about a toy. Oh dear. I mean, that's topical. I'll give you that one. I don't even have a follow-up. <laughs> let's just let's just get into it. This is the movie about <laughs> more podcast. <laughs> Toys, 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 toys. toys. Indeed. Yes. I mean, hey, it, it, it's something. I mean, the world has gone absolutely Barbie mad. And of course, the silver screen dudes had to jump on the madness and just be like, hey, films about toys. Like, it, 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 it's a thing. Let, let's talk. Let's talk. Had to be so done. That, films about our favorite childhood memories and sometimes our, what we wish were our favorite childhood memories. We are talking today about the top 10 movies about toys. And let's talk some movies then, AJ. Yeah, okay. So before we do, would you like to tell everyone what the movie Matt Rushmore is all about? Yes, for those of you watching us for the first time, it is basically a top 10 show between two best friends of nearly 30 years from school. Um, and we basically run down some movies with a separate lists. Here's how the show officially works. AJ and I each get assigned a topic. We go our separate ways. We come right back here into recording and to the live stream, into the podcast, however you may be watching us, and deliver to you, the Silver Screen Dudes, our film family, the individual top 10s of our lists. This week, AJ will go first, delivering his bottom three. I will then deliver my bottom three. AJ will then deliver his next two. I will deliver my next two. And when we get to our individual top fives, we will trade one apiece. If at any time, while we are rounding off our individual top ten lists, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say... Punt. And we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have both rounded off our individual top ten lists, we will create, in the voice of Chandler Bing, the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of the genre, which this week is top 10 movies about toys. Now, guys, what happens after that? It gets even more interesting because we, the Silver Screen Dudes, have to challenge to create a movie Matt Rushmore, which are the four must-see movies. But then it goes over to you, the screeners, to crown El Capitan, El Numero Uno, the best of the best of the best, sir, with honours. And to quote and in the end, there can be only one. And how do you crown the one? Well, it's pretty easy. You head on over to Twitter or X, as it's now called, or whatever they call it. The, the logo's an X. And you vote. You head on over to at Movie MT Rushmore, or more importantly, at Movie Pulse for you, because we retweet good old JT for We Love Movies. And that's where you will see the contenders, and that's where you'll get your chance to vote. Last week, our topic was... Last week, our topic was the worst changes in movie remakes. And the contenders were... Old Boy from 2013, Godzilla from 1998, uh, Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and the Italian Job remake. Close poll, this one. I think it must have been. It must have been. Um, ooh, these are terrible ones. I'm going to go for, because I think people have only seen one as opposed to the other, Old Boy at number four. Uh, you are correct. Old Boy at number four got 18%. Okay, so we've now got Johnny, Italian job. What is it? Johnny Depp, Italian job, and... Godzilla, 1998. Godzilla. Godzilla at number three. Yeah, good job. Godzilla from 98 got 21%. This is tough, because public outcry, the world lynched Johnny Depp for his Willy Wonka. But anyone who's seen the Italian job, bzzah, will hate the other. Oh, I'm just going to go brave and bold. 
Willy Wonka at number two. No. And that's where I failed. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Italian Job came in at two with 23%. Uh, Johnny Depp's portrayal of Willy Wonka kind of ran away with it with 38%. Um, yeah. What was interesting is that despite the fact that so many people voted for it, there were still some comments that were like from uh, Simon Barbrisbois said, interestingly, I have more fondness for Johnny Depp's version of Willy Wonka than Gene Wilder's. Roald Dahl himself disliked Wilder's performance because he felt that the actor was a bit self-centered and acting like he was the only one who made the movie and story. Um, Mrs. Charmaine Grindelwald said, what's wrong with Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka? Sure, people like the original, but people also like this version, the version that is more accurate to the book. I mean, people like this version. 38% of people disagree with you, Charmaine, but carry on. Um, but yeah, those are, and one person, Kevin McCoy, actually said, I, for one, enjoyed the 2003 Italian job more so than the original. They're two different movies. I just wanted to write. So I, I wanted to write so hard I'll have a day off and a sit down, but I just didn't. I get you. I get you. Um, anyway. Right, AJ, let's get into it. You're number 10. So in at number 10, it was a weird film, but I thought it was an interesting ad, and I thought I'd mention it because I finally got around to see it. Robin Williams, Toys. Okay. Now, now this is a, an interesting one because obviously it's not the main focus of toys in, in that generation. But it was quirky that it caught my attention. I felt it to be a bit slow in a way and very unrealistic at points. You know, um, Robin Williams. And is it, I, I don't want to get it. Is it Patricia Arquette? It's one of the. I have Arquette. not seen the film for many a year, my friend. Yeah, but they, they, you know, they, they're these very, very sheltered children, as far as I'm concerned, for by by their father, because they practically live in a toyland of their own, and you know, it, it feels very like Santa's little helpers grotto. Everyone's so cheery and happy along the way, and as the dad is passing away, played by Donald O'Connor, actually, which was quite interesting to see Donald O'Connor mm -hmm. post um, singing in the rain. This is the only two films I've seen him in. Um, it, it the, 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 this famous toy company is now being handed over to the brother who works in the army and their cousin and I, i'm not sure if the sleep apnea got the better of me but their cousin happens to be ll cool j and i'm still not sure if he was adopted or it's i i'm not too sure how that story was sold i i, I missed the explanation of how robin williams and ll cool j are cousins but it's this whole very military company trying to take over because they're like we can use this factory to use it for war and that, but it's Robin Williams essentially at the helm, who's very immature and not to be believed as, as someone who could run a company, proving the essence of this company. And weird though this film was, I can see the spirit of what they were trying to sell. And I was like, I, I, I get it. it. It has that. It's not as magical as ever, anything else that you would quote from Robin Williams in the ways that he's portrayed, but it has its own little magic. And for that, I, I, I gave it its mention. All you, my friend, what's your number nine? My number nine, it, it it just felt wrong to not mention him. Geppetto's dream, the young puppet that is Pinocchio. Oh no, 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 no. That's a pun. That is a pun. Okay, cool. That's that's all you, my friend. Cool. So, where are eight. we? Okay. My number eight. This one hit me, and it's a bit of a thing because it, it it's the chasing of a toy. It, it it reminds me of my younger years, and that's what I love about it. My number eight is Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jingle All The Way. No, pants, pants, put the pants down. Yeah, all good, all good. Glad to see you remembered it and the appreciation's there. Damn right. 
my number 10 most likely going to be a punt um pretty much identical to the way you've just described toys but my number 10 is uh first viewing small soldiers yes that is indeed a punt sir that is indeed a punt <laughs> my number nine may also be a punt um rewatched it and i thought this movie would rank higher for me but it has not aged well um child's play uh, for the spirit of where we are it's a punt cool. very very minor punt um and my number eight so it's a trilogy but it's the second in the trilogy that i had the most fun with annabelle creation from the conjuring universe so as much as i do love the conjuring category i haven't done the run of this yet so i've, I've done mo a lot of the conjuring and then i've seen the nut but i've not seen the annabelle yet so look the annabelle one annabelle one had a good story behind it but the the, the thrills were, were were quite cheap i mean the doll is creepy as hell this is part two annabelle part three you'll get a real kick from because it's kind of like everything from the conjuring universe comes together in kind of like a big crossover event it's very cool um nice. minus valak the creepy nun thankfully um but <laughs> god that nun um they're doing another nun movie of course i'm gonna go see it because i love that universe but hey um but annabelle creation was really cool because it was kind of like the origins of the doll and it was of all the Annabelle movies, it's the one that felt in spirit closest to the creepy aesthetic that the first two Conjuring movies capture. Like it's it's one of the better Conjuring movies. This nice. um, really worth a watch. Interesting setting, you know, in an all girls place, uh, all girls home. Um, the doll messing with them, going after their souls. Um, it was just cool, man, and it gave me some like there is a legitimate scare in particular of a girl being pushed in a wheelchair looking over at her shoulder at one point sun up in the air and you think oh it's just the maid pushing her and then the next thing you see is the face <laughs> it just starts pushing her faster into this black button and you're like oh that's creepy <laughs> that's proper creepy now annabelle creation is a good good horror movie and if, if, of all the annabelle movies it's my favorite one really worth a watch if you haven't seen it nice nice I, again it, that is a franchise i want to complete because i've got nothing but love from what i've seen from the conjuring yeah. universe so far so I'm, I'm all in i'm all in um right that was your number eight that was my eight yeah so my number seven is the minor punt it's child's play yeah. um so i am a lot later than you and most people in seeing this, I can't remember what I've watched it for. Maybe horror franchise. I can't remember what it was, but it's previous Rushmore life that made me watch it. And it's amazing how close it is to another film that I'm sure we will bring up later on. Like, it's just, oh, it's owned by a kid called Andy. It's the most sought after toy. I was like, yeah, inspiration much, you know, it's a toy that comes to life. Hmm. <laughs> like, it, it was really interesting. But I was like, as much as it likens to that film, I, again, it was kind of stupid. The spirit of a dead villain goes into a body and whatnot. Okay, you know me and horrors have always been a bit sketchy. But I enjoy what this is. My other half would kill me because she she's an unabashed fan of Bride of Chucky above any other 
form of Chucky movie. That's her movie. But yeah, no, getting into it, it's like that. That that's her movie, and it was like Bride of Chucky. That's the toy movie. And I was like, mm-hmm. I've partially seen it, but I'm also aware that I skipped a few in order to watch it because she was a big fan of that. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't do it. So I didn't give Bride of Chucky my full attention. But yeah, Chucky, I mean, if you're in the UK, you know, there's not a lot to be lauded by with Chucky because there was the incident where people tried to emulate Chucky and done some really bad things. Again, I don't see the link with young Jamie Bolger, may he rest in peace and what happened there. But it was an interesting take. I I, I like what this film had to deliver. It's, it was like, okay, okay, I see you. This is an interesting horror. And this is something I like about the late 80s, early 90s. They had a different kind of horror that made me go, ah, uh, you tried something new. I like that. See, it's interesting. You say all this. Child's Play was my number nine. I actually don't like the... uh, Of all the eras of horror, the 80s is probably my least favourite, which is weird considering it's got arguably the most iconic horror villains. You know, you've got Chucky, you've got Freddy Krueger, you've got Jason Voorhees, um, you've got... Is Jason... Is Jason 80s or 70s? Late 70s, no? Definitely carried on into the 80s. Yeah, for sure, for sure, 100%. Um, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers. That could be seventies though as well. Halloween. I can't. I'm, I might be wrong. But that that kind of every villain is going to be a slasher villain. Like slasher horror has just never been my jam because it's just so like, okay, there'll be some gross out deaths. Okay, they'll find out who the slasher is and it'll be somehow intrinsically linked to them. And here's how you kill it. And there we go. And now we've got a sequel. It's that they're so formulaic. And that's why I like, you know, things like The Conjuring, which just flip things on their head and be like, nah, you ain't seen nothing like this before. It's like, that I admire. Jaws. Yeah. Good horror, you know. Um, you know, Don't Look Now. Child's Play, I mean, I rewatched it for the purpose of this podcast. Boy, it's aged. I mean, Brad Dorif puts in a good performance. But for me, this isn't even a horror anymore. I know that's its official category. I was okay. It's like a comedy, to be honest. I was like, it's, it's yeah. lols. It's lols. It's like yeah. just throw him in the fire. Like, he, he ain't scary. I'll pick up the doll by the freaking ankle. Come on now. I get <laughs> it. There's Chucky and there's Valak the Demon Nun. Like, trust me, one of these things is scary. <laughs> Point. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. There are always solutions and stuff like that. But hey, not to Valak. No, but I'm saying for like someone like yeah, maybe you're fair enough. Holy water, let's go with that. But <laughs> we digress. We digress. Okay. In at number six, I'm gonna mm-hmm. give the film its credit because it, it was a bit of an inspiration to us, and I feel like it's wrong to not mention it. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> the Barbie movie. Oh, really? Okay. Bro, do you know what? I, I, I give it credit because Barbie movie. And this is the God's honest truth. I pictured it in the same breath as what I would have pictured the Spice Girls movie and stuff like that. People who aren't necessarily got a backstory, but you're going to create a film out of it and it just becomes all out stupidity. And it started that way and then it started to get grounded. It gave, I'm not going to say life lessons because I'm not going to make Barbie that movie that's that's, that great. And it's got messages. I agree with you on that. But this is the thing. It gave me something I didn't expect. It's also like, guys, check last week's news. We have been talking. Check the week before that's news. Check the week before that's news from the Silver Screen Dudes. It continues to be a story. It continues to make box office. You can't talk toy movies and not have this in your ranking. Now, I could have been and put it at number 10. Oh, 
Yes. No, you can. I, I, I'm guessing you haven't. You haven't said punt, and it's not an agreeable. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is that in recognizing the toy movie, this is one of the most iconic toys in the history of toys. No doubt. And they, they finally came about. Like Barbie had a million and one Barbie and the fairy tale, Barbie and this, Barbie meets Tinkerbell. Barbie's done everything in animated. They made a live action film. They took two of the hottest stars you could ever imagine. And you're like, okay, we're going to get a formulaic Barbie and Ken movie. They're going to be like into the real world and what have you. They didn't give us that. And I like the fact that you swerved me on what that film could Bro, spoil... I don't even want to get into spoiler territory. It wasn't Barbie and Ken. Like, it was like, huh? Barbie said, what about Ken? Oh, okay. It was different. Oh, in that sense. I see what you mean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like, oh. The way the plot played out is exactly what I thought. I mean, you even said in your out-of-theatre reaction, you guessed the plot in the first 10 minutes. You, you can. But in the same breath, I was like, okay. You've made it something, I, I, you guess it once you're in there, but it was different to what I expected. So for that, I give it credit and respect. I mean, look, yeah, look. I think, but well done to Barbie for getting a billion dollars and being the fastest movie ever for Warner Brothers to reach a billion. Can't deny the impression it's made on the general public. And that's a wonderful thing. I don't dislike the movie, but I genuinely do think this is going to be the next Black Panther in the way that no one disliked Black Panther, but there were people like you and me who have years on been like, it was fine. It wasn't life altering, but it was fine. You can get away with that because of your darker complexion. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a South Park there's a South Park episode for you. Yeah, out there, bro. But it's, it's fact. I say Black Panther was fine and people are like, racism. So like, oh, just a movie critic, you know, just a movie pundit, just saying my opinion wasn't really thinking about the color of the lead character you know so those goddamn crackers in barbie <laughs> come on now it's yeah. not that deep um, and you know it's gonna be the same thing with barbie i'm gonna be in a few years i'll be like barbie really wasn't that good and then people will give me the boring answer which is oh but it made a billion dollars i'm like that's great the transformers nearly all made a billion money at the box office is never a sign of the quality of a film a Prayer Before Dawn didn't even get a wide cinema release. You're going to tell me Barbie's better than A Prayer Before Dawn based on box office? Shush. Come on now. Don't be silly. Um, box office is not a reflection of quality, but it is a reflection of how people have responded to it. And the fact that they've responded well to it, great. I'm not responding negatively to it, but I'm saying now, before it becomes trendy to say it, Barbie's fine. Oh, listen, it's Barbie's not, not the greatest movie release. Really. I will agree with you. Barbie is not the greatest It's not movie. even the best billion dollar movie to be released this year. And there's only been two. <laughs> there we go. Uh, fair enough. I haven't seen the second. I haven't seen the first, shall I say, so I can't comment. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. I, I, I'm ready for it. I just haven't seen it. That's that's all it is. But hey, what can we do? So, yeah. That was your, your six, yeah. Yeah. AJ, put the cookie down now. <laughs> My seven is Jingle All The Way. I love this film. Such a great film. It's such, such a great film. I don't care how cheesy it is. I don't care how like like low, low brow, low budget it is. I don't care. Arnold, outside of an action role, just trying to be a normal Joe Schmo, failing to be a dad. And all he wants to do is get his kid this unfindable toy on Christmas Eve. Sure, count me in. And guys, you got to remember watching this film. This is pre. This is pre Amazon. Shop. 
watch. This is the thing. Arnold can do comedy yeah, really yeah, yeah. well. Just like Chris Hemsworth. They've got comedy chops, these guys. They do indeed. They do indeed. Um, yeah, Arnold just made me laugh so much in this. I mean, the put the cookie down is is such a funny line. Do you know, do you know the line that sticks out to my brother and I? He got two. He got two. Which shows that whole frenzy for the lottery for the for the Turbo Man doll. That's the line that always. I, I love it. Uh, also, I'm going to say it again. Arnold Schwarzenegger should be the one to take over from David Attenborough uh, narrating the BBC documentaries. I could picture it. It'd be quite fun. Look here. Come on. Look over here. Look at the little bumblebee. Look at the bumblebee getting the nectar. The nectar from the flower. Making the yummy in the tummy. Come on. Get the nectar. Come on, little bumblebee. Making the buzz buzz. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, yeah, I love Jingle All The Way. Fantastic movie. If, if you've got a family, this is perfect for you. Um, and it's, do you know what? I would have said it's of a time gone if it wasn't for the PS5. It's that most sought after item at yeah. Christmas. And it's just, to quote Avatar, unobtainium. Turbo Man was unobtainium. <laughs> it, was un <laughs> it was not available to get. And this dad is trying everything to make sure his son gets one. While challenging another dad in the same position. Great fun. Great. Played fun. by Simbad. He of Good yeah. Burger fame. <laughs> what? No, of Jingle All the Way and the Simbad show. I can't, I can't, I can't quote Good Burger for Simbad. That would just be wrong. <laughs> Hanging Simbad with Mr. Is like the whitest brother I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like black people look at Simbad and go, he's white. And white people look at him and go, we don't want him. Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Simbad, I actually really like Simbad, but he just doesn't fit anywhere. He's the biggest. Are you allowed to say the the UT word still? I, I mean, yeah, you can. I, I, I mean, is he? I mean, is yeah, he he's like a white Urkel? Like, look at him. <laughs> Man wears his jeans above his belly button. You trying to tell me he's not a white boy? Come on now. <sighs> oh Jesus. You brought Robin Williams to the party. I'm going to bring him to the party now, too. My number six had to be done, Jumanji. I mean, do you know what? This is a good call. I didn't actually think of a board game as a toy, but essentially it falls in the category. Of course yeah. it's a toy. If you went to a toy store, if you wanted to buy a board game, where would you go? Toy store. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I didn't think of it. Well played. Um, yeah, Jumanji completely falls into this category for me. We we spoke about it a few weeks ago with Matt from Bigger Movie Pod, so I'm not going to dawdle on it too long. But a game for those who seek to find a way to leave their world behind. You roll the dice to move your token, doubles gets another turn, and the first player to reach the end and scream Jumanji wins. Problem is, every time you roll the dice, things from deepest, darkest, nasty, I guess we're going to call it Africa? We're deep, dark, nasty, horrible jungle. jungle. Let's call it jungle. Just the jungle. Um, nasty jungle, not the not the stupid jungle from the Rock and Kevin Hart's movie. Proper jungle. Um, nasty animals come out: lions, big mosquitoes, troublesome monkeys, crocodiles, monsoons. Um, what else was in there? Lots of stuff, bad stuff. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a horror movie for kids essentially. This that is the key line I was going to drop. It's 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 amazing what we grew up on. You don't get that dark nowadays, and I think I find it sad, but it, it's the truth. You just don't get people going that dark 
like like that and it, it's a shame because it was absolutely great absolutely great cannot wait to show this to there oh, take her to the zoo and then show her jumanji his fangers <laughs> your taste your party better move post taste Doom. like still sends shivers down my spine it scared me as a kid that um all right that was my that was my six so you're number five so um when you done your Arnold Schwarzenegger taking over David Attenborough, what was the Yummy in the Tommy make the Bumblebee come on? There we go. And that's exactly who I've gone for, bro. Bumblebee at number five. I know why right. you've done this. I'm putting a disclaimer out now. No Transformers movies for me, because these movies were based off of a toy line that became like action hero characters. For me, none of these movies are about toys. Well, they, I, get they, they, down that route. I get why you've gone down that route. I, I accept it for the same. Put it this way: it's about a toy. Now it's the same as I joked about He-Man. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe does not acknowledge yep. He-Man as a toy. Yep. Um, Barbie does because she comes from Barbie Land, and it's you know the world of Mattel created it, and somehow you are able to create this magic ticket that creates that people can go from one world to the other. But in acknowledging it as a toy. That was the thing. I was like, well, it started off as a storyline and look at the franchise. And as much as I've had fun with, I've only done two out of the Transformers films. I've not done the entire collection. Wow. Nothing will outdo the excitement I saw on your face and how true it felt in, in, in terms of looking at a Transformers movie. Again, I've not even seen the animated one, but it just felt that way. It's not because, hey, big wrestling fan, John Cena was in it. I, and Hayley Seinfeld, who I've only seen in that and like her music to a degree. But I just felt like this film gave you something. It it stinks eighties, which was really so nice. Stinks. You know, it, it, it's it's a nice smell to just inhale and take it all in. And the way they just honor the past and build as much as they're a reboot, they soft rebooted it to be like, well, this is why he's here before the rest of the Transformers come. You know, so if you wanted to connect it to that previous world, you can, but you don't have to if you don't want to because it also changes it. It just felt really cool. And I just remember, and again, it's the only Transformers film I've seen in the cinema, and it was such a great experience, you know? And oh, you didn't catch Beast Wars this year? No, no, missed it. Oh, dude, it's good. Yeah, no, it was just, it was just, just life. Life just got the better of me. And I just, I, for, for the films of 2023, I have a lot of catching up to do. Like, there's not been a lot of cinema viewing oh, for me. You've got like four months of the year left, bro. It will be done because, hey, this is what I do. But um, yeah, it, it, was, it, 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 was, it was fun. It was fun. And for that, I need to acknowledge it. And again, the impact of Transformers, that this this toy line, and again, this is 80s, 90s for you, you know? This is what they've done. We create He-Man and then we create everything that comes with it. We create the Transformers and here's everything that comes with it. Here's the cartoon, here's the movie. It's like, take it, take it, take it. Where He-Man doesn't really exist anymore, the Transformers sure as heck do. And, you know, give them their props. This is the best film that they've had. I mean, I, again, I haven't seen the, the entire catalog, but I enjoyed this. So after we heard Ravage Eject, how bad was the bruise on your arm when I grabbed you? <laughs> I think I'm still healing. I think I may still be healing. Oh god. There's very few times I've been so happy from a geek perspective. This is gonna sound weird. That for me is up there with assemble. It it really but it can be and these are the moments that we have to appreciate in life where you look back and just feel like Oof. it just gives you a little something it gives you a little something somewhere and you gotta appreciate it 
oh god it worked for me so that was your five yeah yes sir okay uh my five going a bit somber here uh i'm going i've brought it up once before the beaver with Mel Gibson. So this was actually on my list i just didn't get around to watching it because i remember you bringing it up the last time aj it's superb it is so good this movie if people what, what's freaky to me is that people are still in doubt about how good mel gibson is like it it seems the waters have got muddied again quoting andy hart with the court of public opinion but it seems the waters have got muddied because of all the mel uh, the, you know proven mel gibson controversy which he has repented for and made amends for so for me i've moved on if he's willing to change i'm willing to forgive him um he really brought his a game to this dude like i'm a massive mel gibson fan i think he's a superb actor and an even better director which is saying something but i mean he, this is one of his career but he is so good in this the vulnerability he shows and being able to, to kind of channel his his troubles and his traumas through this puppet that speaks with an australian accent that he gets this kind of split personality with and this puppet has to teach him how to better himself and he does become better for it and you're like but you're talking to a puppet bro you believe it such is the performance of what mel gibson delivers you're like yes i believe that you are messed up enough that you're channeling all your negative energy into this beaver who is now schooling you on how to be better completely believe it nice nice it, it, it's on the list i need i need to actually acquire it. is it on a streaming platform or watched it on amazon but you know amazon changed their catalog all the time so. yeah yeah last day to catch it on prime and all that stuff i know exactly what you mean yeah but it, yeah i definitely called it non-aj vision mm, cool 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 I will, I will try and find it and watch it okay time to talk about the punt you're number 10. now i appreciate this is nostalgia so i would like to I, I could tell you why I like it, but I would really like to hear your take on something. It's one of the plot holes that's finally been finally been filled. My number four, Small Soldiers. So hit me, bro. What, how, how, what was your first take on this film? I mean, first off, good job finding a movie poster for it. That was hard in itself. Um, finding this movie to watch was hard. Look, what, what was my take on it? It's perfectly fun, harmless 90s kids movie. Um, I'd put it on par with things like Indian in the Cupboard, Secret Garden, um, Jumanji, not quite as good as Jumanji, actually. Um, but, you know, it, it was one of those, if I saw this as a kid, I probably would have loved it. Um, you know, it's a Toys Coming to Life movie. There's very few things still not life. It's just that, you know, when there's another Toys Coming to Life movie that is so much better than this, you're like, well, well, the thing the thing that really stuck out, it was nice seeing Kirsten Dunst in an early role. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of Kirsten Dunst. I've always really liked her. I mean, the thing I loved was Tommy Lee Jones as uh, Chip, Chip Hazard. Yeah. That works so well. <laughs> Civilian, swear your allegiance. <laughs> <laughs> that actually made me laugh. And then he shoots the little kid with a little pellet. <laughs> that works. 
But you know the way you described toys earlier? How's the plot different from that to small soldiers? It's like, oh, military want to control toys with these super chips. It's like, yeah, seen this in a movie somewhere before. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that it was just meant to be a toy. But I do like, I, I do remember that 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 line at the end. Of like, how much are we selling those for? Add a few zeros. <laughs> Listen, I thought the setup was actually quite good. Like this little independent, well, not independent, but this smaller toy company gets taken over by this massive corporation and this massive corporation happens to have infinite wealth and infinite resources and grants this toy company access to said resources. And it's literally as simple as ordering in a Google search bar, like almost in a hashtag form. It's like, artificial intelligence super sophisticated premium product and then it was like military grade x1 chip yeah we can put that in a toy it's like bruh what are you doing <laughs> um i archer the problem was for me was archer i actually thought he was quite dry as a character it's like greetings what was it uh, adam now shut up or it's like yeah Okay. The Gorgonites aren't the most exciting. Even the one who's a bit zany is there. Slamfist is lovable but boring as well. Um, it's but it, it, movie. Yeah, it is that. It you, you don't want to cheer for the bad guys, but you do, and then you understand when the good guy. Spoiler: We learned to win. Like it's there, but it is. It is Chip has. You know, the the Commander Elite are so ba that they even convert Barbies to their army. Like, it, it's mad what they do. You know, like, they go all in to, to, to convert and just build their army. And that's the thing. But it was just, I, I think another thing behind this is the, the even having a PlayStation game. The PlayStation game makes you appreciate the Gorgonites a lot more than the film does. The oh, film really? is very much, yeah, I'm, I'm cheering the bad guy and I shouldn't be. This is PS1 era then we're talking, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, it's a PS1 game, but uh, awesome. Awesome game. When I'm paying a hundred quid a year or whatever it is for PlayStation Premium, they really should give me access to the PS1 and PS2 catalog as well as the PS3. This is the truth. This is the truth. Especially hidden gems that never got evolved into it. You know, I've got a friend who shout out to Maria. She was a major fan of like Pirates of the Caribbean. And yes, you can find that. I know it was on PS now. I don't know if it's there available now. But there are games that are just there. Bro, Scarface. Did you ever play Scarface on PS2? It was like the no. last great, great, great game that came out before the PS2 died. There was literally a swear button. See what I mean? This is it. Circle bro, swear. Bro, Splinter Cell. MGS1. Yeah. MGS2. Yeah. Like, there were so many classics. Here, here, here's a fun thought, PlayStation. Tomb Raider. Has anyone seen the original? I have to give them that. The Tomb Raider remakes are very good. They are. But to say you can have Tomb Raider Uncharted. Come again? They stink of Uncharted. Okay, fair enough. But, you know, to be able to say, play Tomb Raider 1 classic, just there. They're available in the catalogue. Like, for that money, it makes sense. But that's not what we're here about. Yeah. Exactly. We're back on track. And yeah, the, the the it was a lot of fun, Small Soldiers, as a franchise. Not a big franchise, just a movie and a game. But both of them brought a lot to, to the party your number four sir my number four um now i was i was wondering if this movie was going to fall into kind of bumblebee transformers territory because it's like yes you're you're making a movie with said well it's great let me just say it 
Uh, my number four is the Lego movie. Lego movie. Now, I was like, now it's building blocks that have been turned into stop motion, but it's kind of creating its own world. But then the ending happens and you realize that it actually is just an old man, an elder man playing with actual toys. And I'm like, okay. So you officially are a movie about toys. Because the whole meta narrative is literally, oh, everything we've been experiencing is a kid playing with his dad's Lego set. Agreed. So it's 100% about toys. No, 100% agree. And it's funny because for some reason I've only caught the end of this film and I would love to see the whole film because I was caught into what it was. So I know that scene where it pulls back into the attic and you see the, the universe created, but I've not seen the entire film. So I, I sadly awesome. can't say it's there. It is awesome. Well, apparently everything is awesome when it comes it to that. It really is. It really, really is. Um, no, I adore the Lego movie. Uh, disclaimer, best movie ever to watch when you're stoned. Fair enough. So oh. here's a funny thing, and I would appreciate it to be number three for me, and I know I've done Bumblebee, so it kind of works, but I would also like to think that it's in the same universe as your number three, because my number three was Lego Batman. <laughs> and I just remember going to did we watch that one together or did I go, no I went in we did go together did. it was crazy how much fun I had with that film and it was because I, I hadn't seen the Lego movie I was very very apprehensive to what this will deliver and then they go off and they kick off with one thing that I've always appreciated about Lego is that they are the only ones who can cross the Marvel DC world yeah. as much as they want. And this is the thing. You kick off with Lego Batman, password to get into, into the Batcave. Iron Man sucks. And you're like, perfect way to take a little dab there, DC. Go for it. Just, just take the stab where you can. But it, it it's weird that you can take Batman. It, it, you know, like we, you've got Spider-Man and you got in, uh, into the Spider-Verse, across the Spider-Verse. And it's, it's a different story because it's a different person. In the whole way that you have all these different Batmans, this is a complete different narrative to all of it because they've always got a little yeah. dark tone. This is just bat s crazy. Like, yeah, like it, it's it's absolutely mad, and it was absolute good fun. And with that, I'm like, yeah. The the third act lost me a bit. I thought the opening twenty minutes is some of the best Batman I have ever seen. Yeah, that no, it does get stupid. By the third act, it does get stupid when they start stacking on top of each other. And that. I like that's the Easter egg of having Billy D. Williams playing Two Face. I was like, that's nice. I see what you did in there. That's cool. But like, uh, it was just like the, the acts got progressively worse and worse. Act one was amazing. Yeah, absolutely perfect. amazing. From the action set piece to them being in the Bat Cave alone and meeting Robin, all of that was fantastic. Yeah, hey, Alfred, yeah. I'm home. I'm home. Very good. And the way he's sort of self-singing his own adventure, like, because I'm Batman! <laughs> it was good fun. It was good fun. Uh, that was your three, yeah? Yes, sir. Uh, my three was the pun from earlier. Pinocchio! Okay, nice, nice. I see where you're going. I, I, I can understand that. I mean, it's one of Disney's greats, man. I mean, it, I found it very, very hard to leave this off of our top 10 Disney list, which we did a few weeks ago. Check that out on the channel if you haven't already. Um, so dark. <laughs> so dark. Between being kidnapped, between being, uh, you know, basically lured to this island and then transformed into a donkey, between having to go full religion and Jonah and going to save his father in the belly of a whale, 
um, to being chased by this giant sperm whale called Monstro. I mean, the movie is like, what? It's dark as well. Yeah. It's a good adventure. It's a good adventure. And I must admit, I've not even seen the live. I started the live action and Tom Hanks looked the part, but I just couldn't get into it. I've there was a few changes along the way. There was a few changes along the way. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I just couldn't. That was it. I just didn't finish the film. So, yeah. But the animation, is, the animation is a good story. Okay. Yeah, nice call. Uh, that nice was my call. three, so your two? Now, I'm going to ask you a question about my number two, and you could tell me yes or no. No. Would you accept a trilogy? Sure. Cool. Like all three films as, as one selection, yeah? Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, do you know what? At first it was going to be Toy Story 1, but I've been toying with it the whole way. And I'm just going to go Toy Story Trilogy. Nope. Now. Cool. Fair enough. Okay. You're okay. insane putting it anything else than what I've punted on. Well, I can see where you're going. It's my number two. There's only one other number. I get that. I think you're mad, but that's fine. Uh, my number two, people are going to be like, you're crazy to put this so high. Nope. Because it's so hard to find a good comedy in the 21st century. And I put this as one of my favorite. It Kills me, this movie. From the mind of Seth MacFarlane, Ted. Do you know the fun fact? I actually watched Ted for the first time today. However, and Ted could have made the list. It could have made the list, but as I said to you earlier, and it, it, I felt like I needed to be honest with it, and I did kind of kick myself as I just saw you say Seth MacFarlane. I was like, damn, I forgot it. I have never been more zapped than I have been today. So I've seen Ted uh, in the most sleep-awake version of my life of a film. Know. But I did enjoy what it had to give from what I saw. Ted, if you like Family Guy, which I adore, if Seth MacFarlane's comedy resonates with you, this may as well just be Family Guy the movie without having the Family Guy characters. It's the same ideas. It's the same gross-out comedy, dick comedy, fart comedy, social narrative comedy it, it it's brilliant this movie the story about a young boy and his magical bear that become best friends and become stoners when they're older and everyone wants a piece of ted the super famous teddy bear and yeah it's just you want to talk about and, and it's about the kid who grows up to be a man mark Wahlberg plays him and you know it's him moving away and having to grow apart from his toy slash his friend because he's carrying on with his life and the you know, and it kind of becomes from a friendship to becoming a kind of a toxic codependent relationship. So yeah. it's got these interesting undertones to it. It's like, okay, I wasn't expecting this from a dick comedy, but there you go. Um, yeah, Ted is fantastic, man. Absolutely no, it's a good fantastic. Film. It's a good film. I will watch it and we'll probably do a binge on Ted and Ted 2 in one go. So, yeah. Yeah. So I imagine our worst is probably the same. Well, yeah. Is it linked to the trilogy that I just yes. posted? Yes, then you are all kinds of guaranteed. Toy Story 4. It hurts to be able to say that one film is so high and the rest, the follow-up, is absolutely terrible. Agree. It just was. Never before or never again could I really feel that something is so contained. Like, let's be honest, just last week on Throwback Thursday, we are talking about how, well, two weeks ago, sorry, how American Pie is three films, but you can still appreciate Reunion. Toy Story 4 doesn't have the same beats as that. It doesn't you had a perfect ending you somehow create a, a road trip that didn't need to happen and in that you have a toy that comes to life because you could create a toy who just becomes really annoying really annoying. really annoying and by the way 
You know how people were saying that The Force Awakens is a carbon copy of Episode Four. I've never really prescribed to that noise, though it has similar beats. I think Toy Story Four is a really bad carbon copy of Toy Story One. Oh, you're going to give me a toy that doesn't know it's a toy with an existential crisis? Although, where have I seen this before? Buzz, yeah. buzz, buzz, light year to the rescue. It's like, come on, man. You're retelling me exactly the same story, all because you wanted to build on a throwaway line from Toy Story 3, which was only a throwaway line because it was done so as to explain where Bo Peep went, you know? And it was so much more powerful just being under the impression that Bo Peep was given away. That moment in Toy Story 3 where Woody's like, yeah, Bo Peep too, you know? And you see that he's suffering from her loss. You don't need to go and then on a finding adventure and remove that emotional gravitas. It actually, although it's never destroyed three, because three is such a masterpiece. Um, some of the important gravity, you know, emotional beats from Toy Story three feel less powerful now because of the existence of Toy Story four. And it's like, why would you do that? You know, this also goes back to a question we were asked last week and without dragging the time too long. Toy Story's future relies on backstories and origins. Get, let's get the Roundup Gang. Let's get Lightyear. These are the stuff they needed to do. Toy Story 4 was not needed. You know, someone asked, what would you like to see a franchise of in animation? Continue the animation of Toy Story. Just give us backstories and series. The Roundup Gang sounds fun. Woody's Roundup Gang. Give it to me all day long. Give me Jesse's story. There are so many bits you can do. That you didn't need to do this one of Bo Peep gets tough and this, that, and the other. It just, it, it just didn't hit. It just couldn't hit. Yeah. And for that, it would be my worst. That's fair. That's yeah. very fair. So your number one then? What is your so number? So you could give it a bit of frenzy into what it is. Now, for someone who doesn't like horror, this film got me, bro. If Ava, yeah. if Ava and Ultron have a love child, her name would be Megan. Bro, this is a decent film. This is okay. a decent film that I missed out on last year. And I'm like, oh, do you know what it gave me? As I said, it's Ava and Ultron. Like, this is their love child, bro. This is their kid. It's such a movie. But it also gives me kind of beats of horror to the degree, and dare I say it, The Invisible Man. Like, you know how that got me? This kind of got me as well. I was, I was in. I was in, and it's. It, I love the way the film starts because it shows dog, you. Right? Can we, it's not a dancing doll. She has like one dancing. Now, don't get me wrong. Apnea got the better of me. I did not have at some points, but I was like, "Is this what we're talking about? Being a dancing doll? It's not that. <clears throat> this doll. What you see in the beginning is like it starts off like an advert, and you got all these, you know, like Furbies, all these little fuzzy creatures, and all of this. And this family are talking about why the mum got this kid. Her, why the aunt got the kids this toy and it's like well it's my sister she works in the company she gave it away then ensues a car accident and with this car accident the parents die and the kids there and now she has to live with her aunt the aunt is in the progress of making this toy and she's trying to create like an ai doll that people can like interact with and her boss i believe it's the guy who plays shang chi or he's in shang chi at least from what my research has been deep enough is the boss is like no we need one of these small furry creatures and what have you long story short Megan is created and Megan is literally just an AI friend. So it's a doll who literally comes to life and interacts and becomes this kid's best friend. And the whole power is the more it, this doll is designated for you. So Megan, this Megan is 
the young girl's best friend because the more she is with her, the more she learns to be with her. Now, bearing in mind that this kid has lost her parents, she also becomes quite protective of the kid. Ensue anyone who crosses Megan or the aunt, the kid or the aunt, Megan starts to get a bit protective from. So it's it's while she's learning, they haven't put the chip of what is right from wrong and how far she goes. And this this doll becomes an ultimate beast on a on a on a spree to just be. You're a special friend. And it's not like Chucky just being like a random killer. Bro, it was a decent movie. I was like, yo, this is all right. This is all right. It's a Jason Blum movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Blumhouse movie. Yeah, Jason Blum doesn't really make bad movies for the most part. I also want to shout out one of my friends, Anthony Willis, who is the uh, composer on this movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, guy who I grew up with. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's done quite a career for himself out in Hollywood. Good for you. Um... Higher than Toy Story. Again, it, for you for the benefit, the adrenaline prison, aren't you? I part of me wondered, but it's such a decent movie, and the fact that it's a horror that caught me as well. I'm like, I'm gonna give you it its props. The trilogy to the party that makes at me first, at, first, at first. You see, this is the thing. It's only become a trilogy in the last ten minutes because the more I was like, is it one? Is it three? Oh, but two was always giving me fun, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna make it the trilogy, but I will maintain its space. Had I originally gone in with the trilogy, then by all means, that yes, Toy Story yeah. is, is the one. And yeah, and on that note, Toy Story is the one. That is my number one. It's the I, I've gone with the original, the original Toy Story. Um, look, there's there's not much can be said about Toy Story at this point that hasn't been said a million times before. The original Toy Story changed animation forever. We moved away from hand drawn. We went completely computer generated animation. Um, it ushered in the uh, the glorious world of Pixar, who, for most part, there was a period a few years ago where I said they were the finest studio, not animation studio, finest studio on the planet. They're now one of the finest studios on the planet. They've had a bit of a dip. They need a revival. Um, but this was magic what they captured. This is one of those movies where it doesn't matter. Yeah, the, the, the effects, the animations have aged now a bit. You know, now that we've got things like luminous lighting in animations, we've got things like um, uh, not photorealism. What is it I'm looking for? The, 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 we've got ray tracing in animations now. We've got uh, texture animations in animations now. So animations look amazing now because of all these new texts we have. So Toy Story, which came out in 1995, does look a bit old now, but it's still to a, a feast to behold. It's still one of those movies where you're like, wow. Um, and fun story, you remember Home Improvement? Yes. Yes, Tim Allen's show, right? Yes, which Buzz Lightyear. The Buzz Lightyear gig. Did you know he did another show, which is on Disney Plus, called Last Man Standing? Which I'm You've told me of this. I've not seen yes, it. Yes, I'm in the process of going through it with Anya on season four. Bro, AJ, I cannot recommend this enough. When you're done with The Office, turn your attention to last. Oh, I've night. done The Office. I, I, I meant to get back to you on that. The I have ending? Done the oh, I loved it. Right. Can I? Oh, oh, I don't want to deviate. Yeah, I'll talk to you after. I'll talk to you after. Um, right. Yeah. Toy Story is my number one. If you've seen it, you know what I'm saying. It's deserving of being your number one. So much so that for the Rushmore, I would actually say, let's do the uh, Rushmore of movies about toys, excluding Toy Story. Because it's I an could, obvious runaway winner. I could listen to that noise. One last bit I just want to add to the whole Toy Story thing. You talk about how it was the change in animation. 
how smart of Disney slash Pixar to say, with this new animation, we're going to do what every night is kidded into. We're going to bring toys to life. It was the perfect intro in yep. order to create a, a new world of, in, uh, of animations. And yeah, what a journey it's been. Yep. Okay. So we are saying, now here's the thing. Are we playing the game that we normally play? Because if we are, and I believe it should be in there anyway, because it is a, a, an interesting one about Child's Play and Small Soldiers instantly qualify as they were both punted, as does Jingle so, all the way. So does Pinocchio. Oh, well, there we are then. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it works. It works. Um, I, I'm not opposed to that. I, I do feel like it's interesting that we don't have Megan in there, though. Uh, yeah. Rules be the rules. Rules be the rules, brother. The, okay. Rushmore, the Rushmore is pre-made this week. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the last one in. You've got a note of what they all are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes it super easy. <laughs> to quote Chris from Family Guy, get out of my head! Get out of my head! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of movies about toys in no particular order is but excluding toy story jingle all the way our second entry is pinocchio our third entry is small soldiers our final entry into the movie mount rushmore of movies about toys, excluding Toy Story, is Child's Play. Um, I, I it's weird. It's not the Rushmore I'd have pictured, but it makes sense at the same time, which is kind of cool. <laughs> so, so with that, guys, you know what to do. You head on over to at Movie MT Rushmore. But more importantly, the person we will be retweeting at JT, well, JT from at Movie Pulse for you. It's only one vote because it's a retweet. Even though the name has changed, it may be Twitter from X. Yeah, only still get one vote on a retweet. So that's the way. So head on over, cast your vote, and next week we will announce the winner. Uh, and also next week, we will be doing the top 10 movies set in London. So do be sure to check us out for the release of that. Um, and do be sure to check out all of our other shows. We should have some more movie reviews up on the channel at this point, as well as our daily news rundowns. Loads of daily movie content for you right here on our YouTube channel. Check us out on other platforms, Instagram, TikTok. Search the Silver Screen Dudes. We're everywhere. And as well as being everywhere, we also out. So until next week, we will see you guys. I'm Nico Luro. I'm the one AJ. See, see ya. ya.